Hi, my name is Izu, the author of the Hexivan Laws of Business, and we're about to explore Hexivan Law 17, the law of excellence and growth. You see, excellence is basically doing ordinary things in a very extraordinary way. It's about quality, it's about performance. It's also about specifications and grades, as well as fitness for use with zero defect and no standard deviation, in other words, variation. Excellence is excellence, simple. Excellence is so important that it's one of the greatest competitive advantage any business can have. Excellence is a way of life and it's a habit and that should be you. Excellence is the elimination of waste, of inconsistency and overboarding. You see, there are a set of Japanese words for this. Muda, muri, mura. Muda means waste. Muri means overboarding slash delay, while Mura means inconsistency. You see, if you can eliminate these three things, you would be considered excellent at what you do. For there's so much unfitness for use in what people do. And by the way, quality and excellence shouldn't be defined by you, but by the customer. It's important to eliminate waste, eliminate delay, and more importantly, inconsistency. For so many people are consistently inconsistent with where they consistently want to be. Excellence and growth, it's important for you to have a steady and incremental, perhaps exponential growth. Sit back and enjoy Hexavier Law 17, the law of excellence and growth. Law 17, excellence and growth. Excellence is excellence. Excellence refers to the production and delivery of value or the quality that is outstanding and superior, while it also satisfies the need for which it was produced. Excellence is excellence, no compromise. Excellence should be delivered without variation. We live in an environment of mediocrity where we have redefined what is standard, but unknown to a lot of people, so many people are craving for a company, a person or business that can deliver value for their money. This should be what business is about. Doing ordinary things extraordinarily well. I totally agree with John W. Garner in the saying that excellence is doing ordinary things extraordinarily well. So how then does an organization create a culture of excellence amongst its employees, staff and everybody linked to the organization? There are six steps towards excellence. They are called Six Sigma Approach. Identify the type of product or service you provide. Identify your customer and their requirements. Determine your needs and supplies. Determine the process for approaching and doing work. Eliminate defect sources and optimize processes. And most importantly, practice continuous improvement especially in maintaining focus on excellence and quality management. I believe that a company's culture is the collection of values, attitudes, approaches, beliefs, symbols and norms that the organization follows which defines what it is and how it does business each and every day. The culture of excellence. The culture of excellence is a deep initiative that should be effectively communicated within every part of an organization. A corporation's culture is also salient because it is what determines how the company's staff and affiliates behave, even when they are not being watched or supervised. 
In whatever way you choose to view it, organizational culture matters because it is what drives excellence even onto generations unborn. Every organization should have a culture of excellence. This shouldn't just be a message, but an innate attitude. It is usually advised that your company or ideas be programmed to run on perfection and if it isn't achieved, then at least excellence will. When it comes to imbibing a culture of excellence, the message should be clear and easy to understand. For example, I personally look out for companies who have the keyword excellence in their mission statement, for I believe that a mission statement is the guiding force of how a business is supposed to operate. These statements describe the essentials of the who, what, why, how, etc. of the business. And when this is combined with a culture of excellence spread across the value chain, only then can the members of the organization deliver. The delivery of excellence creates a minimal cost of quality. Note that the cost of quality isn't the price of creating a quality product or service. It's the cost of not creating a quality product or service. In business and production, we say the higher the quality, the lower the cost of quality. The cost of quality is how much it will cost you when high-performance and high-quality-oriented services and products are not delivered to the customers. Cost of quality Most often, we hear about the cost of poor quality, but the cost of poor quality only reflects a portion of the total quality costs. On a more technical note, quality in production, business, and project management is affected by cost or time that is duration or scope of work. Time, cost, and scope are usually referred to as the triple constraints and a shift in the adequate balance of any of these entities leads to a shift on the quality of product and service delivered. In terms of cost, high quality sincerely does cost a bit more that sometimes we concentrate on how much we can save by not delivering, so much that we fail to realize how much we lose by not delivering. Take for example, the cost of painting an office space to make it more aesthetically appealing is something one may ignore as the owner of the office may wonder why he should waste that money. But then, imagine if a competitor decides to paint his. That loss from that inaction is a real cost of quality. Also, sometimes we ignore excellence and quality only to deliver an average job that may soon require a rework. Every time work is redone, the cost of quality increases. Obvious examples include the reworking of a manufactured item, the retesting of an assembly, the rebuilding of a tool, the correction of a bank statement, the reworking of a service such as the reprocessing of a loan operation or the replacement of a food order in a restaurant. Hi, my name is Izo. I'm the MD of Hexavia, but more importantly, I'm the author of the Hexavia Laws of Business. You see, beyond my certifications and loads of postgraduate degrees, I've also spent over 10 years building businesses, first for myself and for others. I know you seek timeless answers to your everyday questions. So come with me, let's voyage to the yellow brick roads of strategy, principles, arts, and perhaps the science of growing a successful business. So tune in to the Hexavian Laws of Business. Hexavia is a business brand and management consulting firm with over 10 years of experience in building startups and in corporate restructuring. 
So if you want strategies or structures for your business to grow, please contact Hexavia on www.hexavia.ng.